Let's talk some stocks. Earnings after the bell. George Tillis has taken a deep dive for us into NetApp and Fubo TV. Let's talk some streaming first. George, as uh, Fubo has been getting its clock cleaned, uh, the uh, stock in the aftermarket going back and forth right now, uh, kind of little changed. What do you think of the numbers? Yeah, I'm actually kind of surprised. It's uh, it's relatively unchanged. I mean, the market maker move looks like it was around a dollar seventy, which places it around you know eighteen to twenty percent in terms of expected move. But so far, it's uh, relatively stable. Um, and overall, I think if you consider uh, looking at uh, Q1 sales, they actually had a better than estimate uh, sales. But in fact, the uh, the guidance I think for fiscal year 2022 is actually quite supportive considering they uh, they earned about $530 million in the last four quarters, but they're expecting fiscal year 2022 to be over a billion. It looks like uh, between a billion eight and a billion nine. So again, right around in line with estimates. And that's uh, you know close to 100% increase on a year-over-year basis for, uh, for Fubo, which uh, th- then again, OJ, is still growing considerably from a top-line sales standpoint, over 100% year over year, but uh, we talked about the company's challenges, and those challenges are that despite it being a, a nonlinear player in the, uh, in the sports-centric world, they have a lot of costs uh, embedded in their business for things like uh, technology associated with dynamic sports betting. The other thing, it seems like uh, if you look at the company's prospects uh, in terms of its gross margins, it's actually negative, and that gives you an idea. They actually have quite a bit of marketing spend, technology spend, as well as the fact that they may be undercharging their customers to actually entice customers to either stay on or even, of course, increase the number of subscribers on their platform. But I think the sales number is pretty impressive, but the stock is down, uh, look, in the last year of over 80%. And it's based upon the fact that if you just look at the last four quarters of sales at around 500 or so million, give or take, they lost about $438 million. So they're losing quite a bit of money as a percentage of sales. That's why the stock is down so much. Uh, but I think overall, you know, maybe a quarter or two turnaround story for Fubo. And that's just based upon the fact that their sales growth number is still in the uh, in the low triple digit range. Okay. So George, uh, the uh, potential here for this company to really live on its own in this particular sports niche and now with the sports book side too. Does that look like uh, it's a a viable business model or will it need to be folded into some broader streaming package? You know, that's a good question. I don't know if it necessarily needs to, OJ. I I think at the end of the day, you know, two things. One is, is the company has spent an aggressive amount of money uh, its sales growth is very impressive, but its earnings profile is upside down. And, and that, again, reflects the stock price. And again, you have to consider there are many of these growth stories, and it's a story stock that uh, has been one of those high flyers in the last year, but has come down significantly. I, I think overall, you know, they're really trying to, uh, to uh, you know, compete with the likes of companies like Caesars and DraftKings and the dynamic sports betting world. Right. They're also, you know, a nonlinear TV-based uh, uh, technology, which, again, is not faring well when you consider companies like Roku, which is also in the nonlinear TV space. Well, They're all down considerably Plus. over the last six months. If you actually look at linear TV like Comcast, those companies, that company, it's actually trading relatively well just because of the fact that it's not growing as much and it's got more of a visible profile in terms of earnings and sales. And, and overall, it's more of a value stock. And so the visibility of earnings, the visibility of uh, you know having cash on the books, 
And having cash in the books is very important right now. And I think this is demonstrative in the fact that Fubo is is down so much this year. But mm-hmm. I'm actually really surprised. I'm not I'm not lying when I say this to see that the stock is stable. I mean, anything could change between now and who knows, 10 seconds oh, from now. Yeah, I mean, but I was expecting the, quite a bit of a move in either term. direction. I couldn't tell you which Fubo's... way it was going to go, but I'm, I'm actually very surprised it's stationary where it's at. Okay. I mean, right now, Fubo at 62 bucks at the high right. from last year. Now at 760 uh, 10 bucks, you uh, you know, kind of looked like it was going to be some type of support, didn't work out. I mean, George, the way this market has treated Comcast versus Fubo or Roku or anything else, uh, you know, obviously there are sports people that want all of it in one place, but I mean, th- there's also ESPN Plus. Uh, I mean, obviously nobody, I don't think anybody has the dynamic uh, sports variety that Fubo has, which is the whole selling point in addition to the sports book. But is it uh, impossible to yeah. conceive that there's a future where the streaming disruptors get like re-aggregated, where a Comcast says, hey, we're just going to buy you and you're going to be now a station on our, you know, in areas, uh, you know, certain areas or something like that? Yeah, I, I think it's possible. I mean, if you just think about the, comp- the level of competition and overall disaggregation of, of television from, from linear to non-linear TV, I think it's possible we see an aggregation element to these businesses going forward. But I think, you know, Fubo, you know, I think overall, if you look at it, this is so, what quite surprised me too, OJ, is, is just from the earnings profile, negative gross margins, operating margins that are negative 60 plus percent over the last four quarters. Um, you just look at these numbers, you're like, wow, it's this, this company's losing over $4 a share a year. And so basically it could have from here at that pace. I looked at fiscal year 2022 estimates. They're all negative, but they're not necessarily improving. That's also sort of a detriment with the sales number. I think the sales number is very impressive. And maybe, you know, there's a possibility that after this whole last year, while Fubo had been ag- aggressively expanding its core business, which again is, uh, is, uh, is streaming sports television, they're also moving into other things like, you know, content, new streaming, but bolting on, you know, dynamic sports betting is costly. And so they did all of this in the last year, and it hasn't served them well from a price standpoint, but it might have served them well from a business standpoint. This spent the last year basically diluting shares, spending a, a whole lot of money to build out a business. And, and I think overall, their growth is pretty tremendous still, and, and expected in the fiscal year 22 still to, to be rather impressive. Maybe that's why the analyst targets are still, with the 10 analysts to cover it, $26 target, because if you look at the price to sales on a trailing basis, it's only trading around 1.8 uh, time sales. Now, you know, for a company that's losing a lot of money, that might still be high, but its sales right. growth number is extremely impressive. So, you know, you never know. Advertising dollars could start improving, uh, you know, on a per user basis. Subscription rates might increase. There's a lot of factors which could gear the stock to make a tremendous move higher. Uh, and it only has to be a small catalyst but again you know I, I can't say when that will happen or whether it'll happen but but i could see that possibly happening for this uh, for this name okay so it sounds like uh, uh you're a believer that the uh business approach that they're taking uh is viable as a standalone uh a product uh, maybe there's a possibility if things get really really bad in the stock maybe that the some kind of combo or deal would make sense with another streaming uh provider but uh, it just uh, had a huge amount of uh, speculative froth caught up in the, the sports gambling stuff, too. You know, we see a DraftKings getting punished. I think there's a connection there as well that is not specific to this company's yeah. own 
uh, powerful sales trajectory. George, let's talk uh, tech NetApp this afternoon. Always deserves a mention on earnings season, despite kind of being a second thought in some ways uh, to uh, Cisco and some others. The chart looks pretty darn good, though. Uh, comparatively long term, yeah. looks like it's going to suffer some of the same recent fate, though, here in the aftermarket. Yeah, uh, looking at NetApp, I mean, overall, the, the numbers were relatively favorable. They came actually in line sales uh, at around $1.61 billion. Looks like they beat the estimate for earnings, uh, 144 versus the 128. So overall, what we have here is, is earnings, which are growing around 19% year over year, and sales about 9.5%. So again, uh, that speaks to the fact that the, stock, the, the trend in the stock is still relatively healthy considering the market. Now, one of the things about this company is, is it's a legacy company. I mean, it's been around for quite a long time. It's a legacy uh, hardware company, really turns software. It operates in you know, software maintenance, hardware maintenance for data, uh, hybrid cloud, as well as product in terms of uh, flash memory. So it spent you know, uh, quite a bit of time in the last few years transitioning from a data management solutions to a multi-cloud based company, but they still have a hardware presence as well as software defined networking. And I think this is one of the reasons why we are looking at companies, for instance, like Seagate Technologies, Dell Technologies, and even NetApp perform better uh, than companies, for instance, like, um, like uh, Western Digital or, in fact, uh, Oracle, because Western Digital is really focused on hardware and they're lagging in terms of being multi-cloud uh, storage environments. The other thing is Oracle is really software-centric and they lack hardware. So... I think these hybrid hardware software-based companies like Dell and, and NetApp are performing better. Now, one of the things to note is, yeah, the stock is down. Uh, yeah, it should be, because if you look at the guidance for Q4, it came in relatively light, and that's based upon the fact that it looks like they're going to be uh, they're bolting on an acquisition that they announced of a company called Filament, which essentially helps them automate their cloud business and to optimize and become more efficient. The other thing is the company actually uh, bought another company, actually two companies called Cloud Checker and Data Mechanics in the last year. So they're making a lot of acquisitions in the past year. Again, here we see another one. The market's that been might okay with it. why the, uh, the guidance for, uh, for Q4 adjusted. It looks like it's lower by about nine cents to $1.26 at the midpoint versus the $1.35. But overall for fiscal year 2022, they're guiding for about you know uh, $5.07 uh, to, at the midpoint, uh, and again, that's a, that's quite a bit higher than the 452 in the last uh, in the last uh, four quarters. The company's earning about, uh, and you can see this 452 in the last four quarters. So if you just do the math on a trailing basis, it's multiple now is below 20 for a company that's still growing. And this is their guidance also hmm. for 2022 is uh, over 10 percent. Okay, uh, but they did denote some some contraction in gross margins by about a percent and a quarter. PE of 20, George. Percent from 70, 67 foot. Price yeah, earnings of 20. Less, less than that. Less, trillion, okay. basically. Less trillion. All right, hey, uh, uh, by this market standards, uh, that is um, not looking quite as uh, frothy and exposed as some in its group. Maybe that's why the stock right. has done a little bit better, but we'll see if this changes tomorrow with the selling here in the aftermarket. I guess there's a tolerance level eventually reached for all things tech, it seems like, despite solid numbers. Uh, George, thanks for the analysis on Fubo here and uh, uh, NetApp as well. Mr. Tillis uh, with our... Earnings deep dive. Okay, okay.